Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I write a weekly-ish column for Medium.com, also called Unpopular Opinion, and I use that column to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I come on this show to defend those opinions. Joining me today, we all used to work together at Crack, so I will combine them both into one introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, always happy to have them both here, Michael Swain and Alex Schmidt. Also joining me, she is the co-host of the 12 Questions podcast and one of the co-hosts of the Brouhaha podcast, both of which you can hear right here on the Unpops Podcast Network. She's also a fantastic comic, who you can see July 6th at our Backyard Comedy Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Anna Valenzuela. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. You know that. Why wouldn't you already know that? <laughs> Joining me as co-host today, nobody. My favorite co-host of all. I just have a whole bunch of guests. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Winter Soldier a little bit, right? Yeah. yeah. Winter's kind yeah. of the co-host. Yeah. But yeah. she, yeah, she's doing about what most of my co-hosts do <laughs> during the podcast. Sitting there waiting to chime in at an inappropriate moment. Yeah. Shout out to Randall. He'll be back soon. <laughs> Hi, Randall. Hi, Randall. Miss you. Hi, he's great. I should introduce the guest, though, but you know all these people already. Michael Swaim. Howdy, howdy, howdy. From the Small Beans Network and That's from true. Off Hours, is it called? That's right. <laughs> and nothing else that I know of. Like, I think that we get up to other shenanigans. Me and, but... me and Swaim met as professional podcasters. That's true. And... We crossed the here, streams. Here we are. Ah. Also, Alex Schmidt, Jeopardy Ooh. champion Alex hey. Schmidt. True that. Hey, how's it going? Really it's good. good How are you? I'm great. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, just enjoying the, the new studio. I haven't been in it before. Yeah, it's it's been nice. I like, I like not living where I work. Yeah. It's great. My entire life, I just wanted to never have to go to an office. And then mm. once I had that, I was like, <laughs> I am trapped in a prison of my own making. <laughs> yes. And I need to get out of here. <laughs> also, Anna Valenzuela Hi! from the Brouhaha podcast and from the 12 Questions podcast. Mm -hmm. You can hear all of that on the Unpops network. Hell yeah. Go to unpops.com. We, we've been posting all of our free episodes yes. of shows there. So you yeah. can go hear some stuff maybe you haven't heard before. Anyway, Anna, how have you been? Oh, yo, I am. Hit it, Brett. You know, the hardest yeah! part of this show for me is the first few minutes. Because I spend all that time asking everyone else to get off the headphone cords, puppy, please. 
You're killing me. Thank you so much. You're so good. Anyway, we call this segment This Week in Me. It's about to get really intense. I, uh, I don't play this live when we're live streaming because I have such a big camera and lighting set up. I can't fit the instrumentation right. that I usually employ on this yeah. segment. Fade it out, Brett. Well, and she had to be on top Off of the camera. headphone cords to uh, operate the drum kit, too. Yeah. Right. That's where it is. She's doing so. great. Yeah. She does a great job. <laughs> I can't wait till she's on America's Got Talent and beats one of our friends in the final round. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty fucking great. <laughs> so, as we do every week, we're talking about unpopular opinions on this show. Yeah. Got really somber for some reason. <laughs> We don't have to talk about anything heavy. So many popular opinions have to die, you know? Mm -hmm. know, I've just never seen the words murder-suicide pact so many times as in the thread we did before the show. Everyone's opinion is so dark today. Well, this podcast is going to end one way or another. (laughs) Yours was about a prison of your own making. It just it went down from there. Yeah. Do you think the, the Democratic national debates made everybody feel sad and weird? I didn't even watch them. I yeah, not if either. you don't watch them, yeah. The yeah. Cubs were on, so. Yeah, I mean, well, priorities. I, you I, know? Had, I had a baseball thought about them. It felt like it's like they announced it's spring training and pitchers and catchers have reported. And oh, I'm like, okay, but like, yeah. give me like when we're really doing this. You know, was- like when we really get to it. Okay. That was the Cactus League debate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. But it's like, it's like before that, it's when just some of the players are working out. And you're ah. like, half the players haven't even shown up yet. That divide between Cactus and Grapefruit. That's what's really tearing up this country. <laughs> Truly. It's also fun cactus to occasionally leaf. get perspective. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> on uh, memes that you take, like you sit something out and see all the memes and they're nonsensical to you. Yeah. I enjoy that in its own, like, J.J. Abrams mystery box kind of way. Yeah. Me too. Like, I know Beto spoke Spanish. Some people think it was good. Some people think it was malo. <laughs> you know? That's... I might be canceled because of that now. I don't know. I, I don't think you'd be canceled by using a Spanish word. Malo. I think you're fine. You're not appropriating. Bueno. Oh. Yeah, you're bueno. I get, Out of Spanish word. As yeah. as a as a Latina of the Unpops Network, I will I will grant you you can you please. Oh man. Yeah. Merci beaucoup. Yeah. Oh, Whoa. Okay. No one gave you permission no, to say oh, that. Oh, oh, come God. on. Jeez. Oh, I can, yeah, also, speaking of a appropriation, I just thought of this for an unpopular opinion. I don't care about Japan whining about Kim Kardashian trademarking the word kimono. <laughs> because if you look into oh Japan, they have yeah. all of these subcultures that are, oh, we really like black people. Yeah, yeah there's, <laughs> uh, I cannot remember the name of it. And yep. as a weeb, uh, what's the name of it? Did the, where the ladies wear blackface? Yeah, that's the, that's the uh, standout one. That is the standout <laughs> and one. And everyone forgets the name and doesn't want to get it wrong. But yes. Yes. And definitely it- came across like cute schoolgirls wearing like very yeah. accurate black face. Yeah, it's a huge thing in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, and and definitely like an, like anime's depiction of people of color is also kind of oh, yeah. random and crazy. So like and that's that's all of my Japan knowledge. Anime, game shows, <laughs> original Ninja Warrior, original uh kitchen stadium situations that's it and therefore kim kardashian should uh, get a piece of the word kimono that's the connection yeah i just don't feel i i I mean if no one in japan has trademarked it by now that's That's surprising yeah yeah Yeah. and if like everybody's appropriating left and right she's about on their level kind of thing yeah oh i wonder if kimono ran out is there a copyright yeah 
Well, we got to turn this into a research of Japanese copyright law this episode. I think so. I think that would be most interesting. (laughs) That's so funny. Because I think I think that's a very uh, Michael Jackson copywriting the uh, the or buying the rights to the birthday song for a while. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. he bought a bunch of Beatles songs. And Beatles also. songs? The, great, uh, the story goes, whether it's apocryphal or not, I don't know, is that uh, the Beatles, when Michael Jackson was like in a bad patch financially, they advised him to, oh, buy other singers' catalogs because we just bought all of Buddy Holly's songs <gasps> it was, and it's our most profitable thing. What? It was Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney Paul gave McCartney him that advice that. and he bought their songs and they were like we meant dead people motherfucker (laughs) not like your friends yeah he had a big bidding war with paul mccartney and yoko ono over the beatles catalog and he won which like how if you're paul mccartney how do you let him win like yeah that's paul's job to work out yeah it feels like he would have had enough cash he to fight on that. hand. Should yeah. have just showed up with his second wife's leg and then yeah. just taken him. it to the streets. <laughs> yeah. With that destiny money. That would have been appropriate. <laughs> okay. uh, does anyone have an opinion they want to get into? I'll or start. I, let's hear it. Whataburger's gross. And I'm tired of having this fight with people who move here from the South and tell me that In-N-Out is not as good as Whataburger. I will fight you. I agree that Whataburger is not great, but I also agree that In-N-Out <gasps> isn't great no. either. Oh, do you order oh. it right, though? Yeah, That's by going to Fat follow-up. Burger. No! <laughs> That's how you get that right. No. Fat Burger's excellent. Fat yeah. Burger's the best. It's fine. I, I also think In-N-Out is good, too. And then Whataburger, I have learned the burgers are just okay, and the chicken strips with hot gravy are amazing. Hot gravy? Yeah, hot gravy. It's great. That yeah. also sounds like, like a That's a unique thing. flourish for a fast food place. Yeah. I it's, like that. It's weird because it's called Whataburger, and you're not supposed to get the burgers if you're in San Antonio, Texas, I've learned. You, you go get the chicken with the gravy, and you do that whole thing. If you ever yeah. want to have a fun time in a drive-thru, uh, if you happen to have food allergies, Try to get a lettuce wrapped anything at a Whataburger. A woman literally was like, Do you want mustard on your leaves? <laughs> and I was like, I should have gone to an In and Out. That's how Outside I felt. Outside mustard that. or inside mustard? We Lit- do both mustards. I, I, I did say, Yes, I would like mustard on my leaves. Yeah. And she did not She's put like, mustard on my leaves. That's a, that's a filthy euphemism for a young lady to use. Exactly. <laughs> um, what do you consider ordering correctly at In and Out? Got to know. Uh, double double. In my case, for my food allergies, double double animal style, protein style, witch hop chili. Please, fries well done. I don't. I don't want to have to like learn. It's quite a just string. to order at a place. It's like an arcade combo move to yeah. get yes. food. It's like yeah. up, up, yeah. down, down, left, right, left, right. No, yes. that's too much. If, I like it. I like. Is there it. a handshake you can just do to get it instead? Yeah, you just show them one titty. Just one titty. <laughs> that I'll try. Male or female, non-binary titty it doesn't matter. You just show them one titty, and then you get everything you want. I'll take a shot at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you bring in a dog and hold it up, is that times three? Does that do you get the oh, triple well, animal you, style? You can get yeah, like, oh, everything's <laughs> animal style. Oh, Everything's okay. animal style. That's actually that's the superior thing. Is like anytime they they grill those onions and add extra sauce and pickles. Mm-hmm, that's fucking. Mm-hmm. That's fucking heaven. Do you remember when they made a corporate policy that they wouldn't? They did put a limit on the you know like four by four, five by five. Someone yeah. someone went viral with like a hundred by hundred. And then oh, no. In and Out had to corporately be like, "Enough! This is madness. <laughs> yeah. not, it's thirty-four by thirty-four is the limit. That's it." Yeah. <laughs> Did you know the owner of In and Out's been kidnapped twice? <laughs> yeah, she's been kidnapped. She inherited it from her grandfather. Yeah, 
What were the demands? Uh, I don't know. I think she like escaped one of them on her own. Like that's how this. There needs to be like a version, like an FX documentary on In totally. and Out that I, like a right. docu series. Oh, like, she I wanna... got uh, kidnapped and escaped In and Out. Is the perfect. Yeah. Movie. He's yeah. like start serving hot dogs. We will never serve hot dogs. Uh, no one it's wants a, hot dogs. It's a slim menu. Diversify the menu. I think uh, a lot of people are like, but you can't have bacon on it. And it's like, but that's they not, just added bacon not too thing. long ago. Shut up. They have bacon I don't, on I don't, it? I don't know oh. if they still have it, but I remember when they added it and people were all up in arms like, oh my God, In-N-Out has bacon. It's like everyone's had bacon forever. But it's different. Like they don't get credit for just doing it now. We need yeah. to judge them for not having had it for how many years? <laughs> I disagree. They do it simple, but they do it really, really well. Mm. Yeah. I think I'll probably have the most unpopular opinion. First of all, this is obligatory. If you are listening from North Texas or the Oklahoma area, Nick's Grill, best burger on the face of the oh. planet. It's a one-off, but it's amazing. It's out of a dude's house. You got to wait in a line around the block. Phenomenal. Uh, like, I fucks with that. It's like one location on the border area. Yeah, but it's oh, okay. been covered in like global food magazines and oh, stuff. Awesome. Yeah, it has like a Michelin people star. People go there just to go there. <laughs> and you know it's good because you get up at the counter, first ingredient he reaches for is something I didn't know exist, extra heavy mayonnaise. Oh. <laughs> so you're in for a treat. No. But I think I'm a Carl's Jr. guy over <gasps> all of those for fast food burger. What? Uh, it's okay. Fast food burger, I think, Probably Wendy's. No, Wendy's, Wendy's is, is great. Oh, I would but I mean both of those over in and out. But I don't consider like Fat Burger. Fat Burger's oh, okay. above that. Is like it? Fat Burger's oh, almost it. like a sit down place. No, to me, no. Like <laughs> yeah. so, Fat it's Burger's a fancy restaurant. I mean, if we're including Fat Burger in that, then it's it Fat has Burger all day, window, every day. Well, maybe that's my unpopular opinion that I think In and Out is the king of fast food burgers and should be honored and should be consecrated. If a, I would get, I would get yeah. married in 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 and out. That's how serious I am about that. <laughs> that is wedding That's night intense. in a fryer basket. Yes. Mm. If a place has a drive-through capability, that trumps whether or not it has seating areas. It's a fast food Do most food fat joint. burgers have a drive-through? Oh, I've only got it through uh, drive-through windows. Yeah, but I've lo- only gotten it a few times. That Los Feliz one on uh, what I think Western. Yeah. There, I've never been blessed with oh with such magic. Yeah, the Vermont one has one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, right by the clubhouse. Okay, then Fat yeah, Burger's yeah. the yeah. best fast food burger. <gasps> <laughs> I think I think In and Out and Fat Burger might be top two. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah, I don't like people yeah. when they move from the East Coast. Wendy's they're like, yeah, but Five card. Guys, and I'm like, I've had seasoned salt before. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's a I good know, burger, though. Yeah, but the fries die in a fire. It's not good. It's not. I don't it's... care how many things you could put on your Five Guys. It's gross. It's fine. I feel yeah. like Five Guys tried to make an identical burger to the In and Out burger and succeeded. It tastes identical to the In and Out burger. But I just oh, go no. to In and Out. <laughs> the line's much longer, and there's I no peanuts. 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 Oh yeah! You get to throw the peanuts on the floor. That's, I it mean, frees the child within you. <laughs> yeah, but Five Guys does a lot. Five Guys does the stuff that like there's a there's a pizza joint in Arroyo Grande, California that's called uh, Klondike Pizza, and it is a uh, it's a Alaskan themed pizza joint, and they have peanuts on the floor. So every time I see peanuts on the floor, I associate that with some unholy pizza that also has American cheese on it. Mm. So was it like? 
fish and caribou and seal blubber? <laughs> How no, was it Alaskan? It was just the theme of the restaurant oh, is Alaskan. See, theme. that's a cop out. And then they have a bunch of, but they also have like a they have a pizza called a roadkill pizza, which is oh, all the meats they you. have with <laughs> all the cheeses they have. I which yeah. is I hate actually sounds all right. It's pretty tasty. I, I hate when a restaurant names something unappetizing, even if it's a joke. I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah, I've been to Alaska. I didn't order pizza or Mexican food there. Apparently, the Mexican food restaurant was uh, a bummer in Anchorage, Alaska. They put, <laughs> no like, way. Yeah, they put. I know. Here's my unpopular. Opinion. Stop serving tacos north of like Portland. I think that's it. <laughs> I think I had like I've had Mexican food all the way up through like Seattle. I had some in Vancouver. I didn't go to the one in Anchorage, but everybody was grossed out. Stop doing that. You're it sounds not like a fool you once, shame on them. Fool yes. you twice, shame on you. Situation. Exactly. Why do you keep stopping in at the Mexican because spots I, all over the globe? Okay, so first <laughs> off, again, food allergies. I can eat it, but also mm. like my family. I have like a white side of my family. I'm like half Mexican, half white, and so the white side of my family is kind of in the Seattle area and we mm. went to this place called Taco Time mm-hmm. and man it was really fun watching white people make tacos it was cute <laughs> I, was, I was like wow there ain't no adorable. Latinos here uh, like first you add the so turkey funny. and then yeah uh, then you yeah. add a slice of turkey <laughs> uh, and then you heat I it up I made turkey tacos yesterday I'll eat a turkey <laughs> oh, taco right good. now my buddy and I, I went <laughs> to a uh, Mexican place right outside the Louvre in Paris France no <laughs> and no Somewhere the, a baguette is weeping. The chips and salsa, the chips were Doritos, <gasps> the red kind, nice. nacho cheese Doritos. <laughs> you know what? I respect that. And But the sour cream on top <gasps> of like oh! the ranchero-style burrito no! was uh, mayonnaise instead of sour cream. No, but oh, sa- oh, no! so many layers of uh, no. A completely different <laughs> substance. They just like, hey, white cream, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. <laughs> if it's like like our version of creme fraiche, like that sort of like liquidy, like queso fresca kind of thing, go ahead. But no. if you're putting sour cream on taco and you're not Taco Bell, <laughs> yeah. we're going to fight. We're going to fight. <laughs> I put sour cream on my t- turkey tacos that I made yesterday. Oh, nice. uh, We have to fight after this podcast. We're I made them in a what's the, what? kitchen in a podcast Corn studio tortilla? in Burbank. <laughs> I have to have sour cream on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I should have used every, Doritos. Every food in Burbank is consumed with sour cream or you have to leave Burbank. You have to go to North Hollywood if you don't. It's true. Really? Yeah. yeah. I got to move to Burbank. The city sends me a pint of yeah. sour cream every week. <laughs> and I'm expected to use it on something, right. even it's, if it's my coffee. Hans Lanza comes and checks at the end of the month. You have used all the sour cream. There's any residue. You just shot in a field. Oh, my God. Uh, who wants to go next? I I think I have a food one off of all, all this stuff, especially the burger thing, which is we shouldn't eat cheeseburgers. <laughs> we should eat hamburgers so you can taste the beef. Like the cheese, like beef is not that great for you and delicious and cheese kind of distracts from it. You just coat it in cheese. You can't taste it as much. Is mm. it? Am I still Mm-mm. allowed to Mm-mm. stuff single slices of cheese in my mouth as I can I go like <laughs> munch stuff, munch stuff? Yeah, that that feels separate. Well, I because my In and Out order is two hamburgers because I just want to oh. taste the delicious fresh beef at In and Out. Interesting. Yeah, because I would argue that a delicious fresh beef with a delicious fresh cheese is just like a match made in heaven. That's like here, yeah, here. That's a together. that's peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, yeah, and the cheese yeah. is. But I don't know. It just better than everything. You just <laughs> yeah. I, I want to taste that beef. <laughs> you want to get that? Give me that beef. Are you a food separator in general? I was big time as a kid and, and got over it mostly. Okay, yeah. but you could have that undercurrent. Like, oh, okay, my yeah. cousin. No, I, I like cheeseburgers though. My cousin will separate everything to its base components at a restaurant and then eat yeah. it. <gasps> yeah. And 
So like even sandwiches and shit? Yeah, but she tends not to order that stuff oh, you know, okay. anymore. Is she autistic? No, she's quite successful. Thank you very much. Those two things can Those go in. Yeah, that's, that can happen. Oh, great. Okay. Now <laughs> so you know. again. We have her on no, the phone I, right now. Right now. She's uh, busy counting trains. Uh, <laughs> I, I know what you mean. Like, I was a really picky kid food-wise, and the, and it took me time to do cheeseburgers at all instead of just hamburgers. But then mm. later I was like, no, I miss just really tasting the beef. It was great. What what about yeah. like uh, specialty cheeses like a Gruyere or a Blue oh, or a Stilton or I just have a very uh, white boyfriend. Blue cheese I know a on lot burgers, cheese all right. Now. Yeah, I I don't like blue cheese that much actually. Yeah, I don't know. Wow, I, I'm into like I, I'm into like a cheddar. shocking. That's great. Yeah, but do, so that's what I'm getting <laughs> at is would you do honor to protein that in all cases in that way? Like if yeah. you, if you're eating ham, you like I want to taste the ham. If you're oh, eating no. turkey, I want to. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's just so you're fine with mixing and melting and stuffing, but you feel like beef has a special. Yeah, punch. I think like a you're beef a cattle kick man. to it. <laughs> it's it's well, kind of the same with putting bacon on a burger. It's just like it already tasted good, and Ooh. I can just have bacon separately later. Appreciate. Oh, so both. you wow. are Catholic. You don't you want know. to feel more pleasure. You want to hit a pleasure. <laughs> <on that man. laughs> if he feels too much pleasure, yeah, yeah. the pleasure something bad will happen. Yeah, later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Virgin <laughs> Mary will come down and hit him. <laughs> <laughs> What's your yeah. stance on cheese on chicken? I don't go for it. Uh, I think it's gross. Yeah, that's kind of weird. You just chicken can't... sandwich with cheese on it, Mm-mm. but a chicken well, cordon bleu, no, actually, my friend. Uh, well, yeah, oh that God. sandwich actually it works. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so, I've I've kind of discovered that like good chicken is great, but regular <laughs> chicken, just average chicken, is aggressively average. Oh yeah, like yeah. it's just fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, so sometimes the cheese can add to uh, average but i won't just like cheese sauce my shit if you get a chicken with like crappy muscles like and the texture's just bad it's very upsetting yeah and i feel like (laughs) i as i'm reaching my mid-30s i'm starting to be able to do produce don't understand how you could tell one chicken from the other chicken does anyone have a trick for that? Yeah. Crappy chicken from How good chicken talks. at the grocery store. <gasps> well, my no, 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 dead corpses only. Mm. Uh, cooked or pre <laughs> or pre cooked. Pre cooked, always. Um, I think you can look at. Uh, so my dad was a butcher. Mm-hmm. So, like, side note, I think you can look oh. at. Was uh, he autistic? The- no, but he was. <laughs> you act- can be a butcher. And be you can. You, you definitely can. Uh, so you, what you want to look at is depending on the cut of meat, you want to look at like how much fat is still left on the meat. Um, you also want to make sure like if they are a hormone uh, pumped chicken, like mm. they might have their breath. Oh, hey. <laughs> they get unpumped. Um, they. Uh, <laughs> Their, their breasts might actually not taste too good. So I would say it's the quality that you buy. So the amount of money that you spend on it. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, I hate that answer. I'll get up. I'll get a pre-roasted chicken from Costco oh, yeah. right now oh, that's yeah. $5 and just eat it with yeah, my bare hands. I'll fuck Oh, yeah. That. Those roasted chicken. That, that shit's great. That's great. Yeah. But man, when yeah. you really get serious about cooking, it sucks that you eventually realize the next step is they're like, Spending now money. go buy more expensive ingredients. Yeah. See, like, oh, there's that's like cheating. I thought we were gonna do some fancy moves and make a good. No. <laughs> you can you can make cheap shit taste amazing. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely, but I I think when it comes to chicken, you can definitely tell overall quality. Chicken mm. quality. Chicken 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 quality. Chicken <laughs> chicken quality. Chicken quality. Chicken chicken chicken. Be a good name for this episode. Yeah, chicken quality. Chicken quality. <laughs> Parentheses with cheese? Question mark parentheses <laughs> i agree with you though i think sometimes the cheese can be a distraction i think sometimes they yeah. just add cheese to shit i, I think cheese need to be cheesy if 
Cheese should always go inside the chicken if you're going to do cheese. <gasps> yeah, I'll fuck oh, with a chicken yeah. cordon bleu. Yeah, yeah, cordon bleu. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's that's all right. But that's mm-hmm. I also can't fuck with seafood in like other applications. Like I don't like seafood in Mexican <laughs> like, food. I don't like for optometry in Indian or, food. Oh. I like seafood as seafood and I yeah. don't like when it like I don't fuck around in the ocean. Like oh. seafood ought not fuck around where I'm trying to On eat the land, land food. Where we dragged it, murdered it, exactly. and we're like, stay here. You're here on the land now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, fuck precisely. <laughs> I do <laughs> like uh I do like a shrimp taco. I like a general taco. Like that's where they take the they take the shrimp and then they season it and then they put like uh guacamole and cheese and like grilled vegetables. And good. then they grill it so it comes out kinda like a kinda like a, a quesadilla. Oh, it all comes together. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so single fun. thing. There's a really, really good taco stand inside of the um, outlets on the way to um, on the way to Palm Springs that does that taco. I think it might be my best. Let's my go, you guys. It's really yeah, fun. Fuck this podcast. Let's go. Uh, I'm let's sure go they have tacos. something that doesn't involve seafood. I think you should they make do. us all turkey Ocean tacos, bugs. and we should judge them. Ocean bugs. <gasps> I don't my like... turkey tacos are pretty good. Oh, all right. I don't like lobsters. Okay. okay. <laughs> I've had a lobster roll. It's fine, but I think it's carried by all the accoutrements. I think rob- mm. lobsters just kind of taste like sea dumpsters. Yeah. I don't... I'm currently in the process of eating all seafood I come across. Just went to New Orleans and ate almost all seafood. And I hate all of it because I was never fed seafood and never ate anything from the sea ever till like age 19, 20. Yeah. So I'm working under the theory that if I get like choked down enough of this stuff that I genuinely, my body hates, um, one day I'll be like, oh, well, you know, it's an acquired taste, but I quite like it now. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that switch happens because I want to like seafood. I just keep trying and trying. <laughs> I went through that and my entry point was sushi and sashimi. Well, I already love sushi. Yeah. yeah. I've conquered so some it, like little outposts of seafood. Yeah. Because like. I grew up really, really inland. And so my experience of fish was like gross river fish and fish sticks. And I'm like, uh, yeah. just thinking about it. So like uh, sushi river was a revelation. Fish. I didn't even know. Somebody just shoved it in my mouth in public. They were like, try this. <laughs> they said, hey, Anna, you're talking all the time. Turn around. My mouth is open because it's always open. Mm-hmm. And then fucking sushi was in my mouth. I think good. I think that's part of my... Of, I was assaulted with fish. Yeah. Now that I... Yeah. Anyway. I think <laughs> she was assaulted with fish. <laughs> I think sushi is part of my aversion to seafood in, in other stuff. Because I always... I grew up in the Midwest and I had tried sushi and shockingly, in the Midwest, it's not that great. Right. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then I got out to L.A. and tried it and was like, what the fuck have I been doing with my life? I should be eating this every day. Yeah. And it just kind of instilled this idea in me that, well, seafood is for when you're on the coast at a seafood restaurant. Oh, absolutely. It kind of and is. Everywhere that else, is it's better. just going to be yeah. average at best. Yeah. Right. Have, yeah. Did you guys ever go to... Uh, the Americana when they had a caviar vending machine. What? What? Uh, like five, six years ago. No, I had, had my own machine. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! It clashed with my machine. That's. An, I don't know if that's a popular or unpopular opinion, but I also keep whenever I get the opportunity because I'm obsessed with chefs and cooking culture and chef shows. Trying caviar. Of increasing expensiveness and being like, no, it's gross. It's like the emperor's new clothes. We're all pretending this is good. <laughs> yes. It's nothing. There's I, no way it's good. I've never it's tried not good. it. <laughs> I've never tried roe, which is yeah. fish eggs. That's good. I've had that. Kind. Yeah. I had one once and it was just really salty. 
That was all I took from it. I was like, oh, this is just kind of salt. The most expensive yeah. one I had was like, yeah, whatever. Just salt. At least it didn't taste horrible and salty. It was just salt flavor. Yeah. Salt flavor. Like, that was fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's what carries caviar for me is that I do enjoy the saltiest things in the world. I'm yes. like a little deer. Oh, I need a oh, salt yeah. lick. But uh, that's how I knew I was like, I grew up much poorer than certain portions of my family because like my cousins, we were like in Thousand Oaks and they asked, they were children. They were like five and like eight and mm. one of them goes can i have caviar on my bagel and i was like what <laughs> i didn't even eat a bagel until i was 12 Fuck i was like you. what is that yeah can i like, have my bagel st louis style i'm like oh you weird little rich children get out of here go yeah. ride a horse or something i'm gonna go that is an insane thing to hear out of a kid's mouth <laughs> it was insane like yeah my family is a crazy a crazy dichotomy <laughs> there was definitely i just looked at him i was like what uh, later on, they were complaining about not being able to get college scholarships. And I said, well, y'all are rich. Why do you need them? And they said, we're not rich. And I said, remember the caviar on the bagel? You yeah. rich kids. <laughs> there's your college. Yeah, there's your college. <laughs> yeah. You ate that shit. You learned everything you need to know about life, spending your college money exactly. on bagels and caviar. Yeah. Little did you know, that's all. They, they get that meal six times a year, and that's it. The whole family budget is bagels and caviar. <laughs> nah, they were in a $2 million mansion at the oh, time. Okay. I was like, mm. Squatting. Right? It's all a facade. You know what? They are grifters. I would believe it. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. deep down. Fancy grifters. So, uh, some bagels and caviar fell off a truck, and they're just trying to keep this big <laughs> sham going as long as they can. <laughs> Clearly, we're rich. Let us into the White House. Ersh. <laughs> Anyway, Swaim, you had an interesting one. Yeah, I am a person who's very uh, humble in the face of the incomprehensibility of the universe. So as I drove over, I, of course, completely dismantled my own argument. And I'm like, that's actually stupid. But <laughs> for the sake of talking about it, I still see pro reasons. I was saying we should get rid of federally mandated holidays or federally observed holidays, at least in this country or countries where there's an overwork problem. And my argument basically being that uh, if I – so there was a phase in my life where the demands on me were so few and I felt like I was stressed, but I was not in retrospect. <laughs> I had time to, you know, go to college, meet people, plan theme parties and uh, like crazy lavish themed events with specific like goals or whatever. That kind of shit's fun. It's completely left my life now and would be like four things down even if time freed up to do that. And I realized a ton of it goes to – well, you do get to do a special thing, but it's this special thing everyone's doing today, and you have to take that day off work. And I feel like if we had the same number of days off and could stack them any which way, hmm. um, we'd also have the incentive to be like, listen, motherfuckers, if you love Christmas, no one's getting rich. But there will only be a Christmas if you get it together and like make it an event. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, and like, of course – if and, you like it so much, spend the days on it. Yeah. And the yeah. one that I immediately second-guessed and like gasped in the car was like, <gasps> Halloween. Because I do love to dress in costume. Um, but I was like, so I just get off my ass and have a costume party. Like throw a costume party anytime I wanted versus – you know what I mean? Yeah. Come as your own reindeer Christmas party. Yeah. Um, but Halloween is the toughest sell for me because I also like all the shit like the theme parks do around Halloween. I like Halloween. I love it. Season. Mm -hmm. I honestly don't give a shit about Christmas season. In fact, I think it's more annoying than it is useful or like – Yeah. I've sometimes gone to church events and those can be inspiring and uplifting. But then for months around it, 
Christmas is primarily the consumerism, listen to this shitty jingle 40 times aspect of Christmas. So I don't know. Oh, Do I whatever love- you want whenever you want. I was in choir growing up and I secretly love Christmas music. I love singing it. It's mm. Caroling is fun. Is good. But yeah. wouldn't it be cool yeah. if <laughs> maybe it wouldn't see I second guess. <laughs> wouldn't it be cool if someone knocked on your door, uh, you know, July twelfth, and they immediately were caroling. And they were just like, like, oh, like sweet. No, this is Christmas for us. <laughs> <laughs> that would be unusual. And I wouldn't like it. <laughs> so if we didn't have hot would people still get rec- like how would we recognize like how would me and Alex know about Casimir Pulaski without oh, they did. holidays. Did you hear the new stuff about that person? <laughs> no. What happened? This is I, 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 it's a complete tangent from the thing. But please, they uh, uh, did a thing where for some reason they looked at Casimir Pulaski's remains, uh-huh. uh, and they looked at the remains and they were like, okay, based on the height, it's definitely Casimir Pulaski. Based on the hand size, it's definitely Casimir Pulaski. And these are some female bones. Who that? Uh, wow. Some so chicky ate. <laughs> so they were probably intersex. Uh, oh, the whole time. wow. Holy shit. Yeah, the whole time. This came out like a few months ago. Yeah. Who, who helped Kesmer me out? Pulaski, Kesmer Pulaski, uh, yeah. Pulaski was, an, <laughs> was an American revolution hero uh, who was from Poland and came oh, from Poland. Okay. And so Polish-American people have a whole holiday around him. And it was a very specific day off of school in like, yeah. the Chicago area. Oh. In Il- yeah, in yeah. Illinois, you get Casimir <laughs> Pulaski day yeah. off oh. from school. Uh, like, in, like you get March, Cesar Chavez day off here. Yeah. 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 Okay. So imagine they just suddenly discovered today that that person oh. was maybe intersex or a different gender the entire time. What were That's the amazing. What were yeah. the bones that they indicated were were feminine? So was I it think like it the, was the pelvis? I was going to say uh, it would be the ilium. Yeah, something wow. like that. Yeah, yeah. There's, the a, there's a whole Chicago Tribune article. Wow. Yeah. And if Swaim had his way, we'd never recognize <laughs> any of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. Well, my unpopular opinion. Right. That was even the whole further <laughs> on it. The deeply philosophical level is: I do think we memorialize history way too much. Like, I don't understand having any statues of anyone. Pretty much. And uh, I hope that I'm all my deeds are quickly forgotten after I die, other than the people who know me. It would be weird if they slowly, like, I faded out of their memories. But um, I think we don't learn from history anyway, and it's unhealthy to brood on the past. So I would expand my holidays things to, like, yeah, don't recognize anyone. Money should be blank or just pretty art of trees. Um, Everything. I'd go full. Wow. Wow. I'm well, so- it, it is also a thing where I feel like only five or six people have holidays at all. You know, like we're, like, yeah. we're not exactly yeah. indexing everybody important. So why worry about it? Yeah, true. I think we're getting poisoned by nostalgia. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that because that's I mean, that's the whole idea behind Make America Great Again is that America was great ever. Yeah. <laughs> right. you know, yeah. Like- <laughs> and I used to think history was so important because we would somehow be able to maneuver. But now I think there's too many of us and we're just a dumb mob that blows to historical forces. So uh, it's like we may as well not know what's coming and just see what is coming. It'll be more fun that way. <laughs> I do agree that uh, statues, especially in this country, have taken a, like a weird uh, memorial statues. Like there's in the Northeast, there's a factory that makes all the Civil War statues yeah. and they're just like generic Civil War statues that they just send down and slap some racist name on and then like people really give a shit about it that's the thing is and you're giving a shit is so weird because 
what are we is eventually the country just supposed to be full of statues of time is infinite there's always going to be notable people like eventually you have to tear down the confederate statues even if you're pro-confederacy you fucking monster like (laughs) we what are we going to fill the whole country with fucking statues it's insane well i don't think everybody gets a statue i mean they're not like historical participation but everyone should but maybe Mm. if anyone does we should all get statues yeah trees should just be trees. <laughs> I want I want my statue to be in an in and out parking lot, like right by the drive thru, just waving at people. <laughs> okay, it would be cool if we each got a statue of ourselves when we died that we got to place wherever we want in whatever pose. But again, the world would fill up with statues. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Statue world. That's like uh, an HBO show that hasn't been made yet. <laughs> I want to be planking on the 405 North Fast Lane. <laughs> in bronze, in bronze. <laughs> it's fucking up everyone's car <laughs> remember me <laughs> you mentioned being poisoned by nostalgia that made me think of something which is that everyone should check out the 90s sucked which is a new podcast <gasps> i have the unpops network with a. me and chet wild also the cracked podcast i mentioned you. everyone's podcast but oh, alex oh. at the beginning but you all know that yeah, it's all right. You know yeah. that. Well, it's also an unofficial Kurt Vonnegut's reunion. Oh, yeah. 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 We're doing an hour 45 on Vonnegut at the end of this. I don't know if Anna was ready <laughs> um, for that. Either right. of us easily could, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I'm not. I think I, I read read one of the books in audiobook <laughs> format once. <laughs> audiobooks count. That's I, should, totally. I should read more. I mostly read like hot garbage, trashy sci-fi. So that's... <gasps> We'll talk uh, later. Yeah, we'll talk. Yeah. We'll talk Scalzi later. Um, I've got. I've got opinions. Oh wow! Yeah, um, Hyperion Cantos. Oh yes. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Fuck with the Shrek. Well, I could tell probably because your your experience of time is your like time is infinite. So like anything with a time debt plot's gonna like get you all nice and hard. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I can't come without reading Foundation Part Two. <laughs> That's my thing. Ooh. <laughs> uh. I'll get to to my my last opinion, and then we'll we'll read a couple from the listeners, sure. which are always some doozies. Uh, <laughs> you sound so excited. <laughs> I think my race is the best. Unpopular opinion. <laughs> uh, I guess this one kind of uh, is too. There there was a recent article about it. Uh, I've been watching a Ken Burns documentary about it. I read another article from the New York Times back in 1991 about it, and I am convinced that at least at the beginning, at its core, alcohol prohibition in this country was a good idea. I agree. I think, and not just because alcohol is bad and it's, it is poison that uh, will ruin your life, but the, the way, if you look into how alcohol was being used at the time, it was a means of exerting control uh, not only exerting control over people, but men exerting control over mm-hmm. women. Yeah, right. And it led to a lot of violence against women. Uh, and the entire prohibition movement at its start was a women's rights movement. And they just wanted to not get savagely beat by their fucking husbands. Like at that right. point in history, everyone drank all the time. You right. drank at yeah, breakfast, yeah. lunch, dinner. Then men would get off work and go to these saloons that women were only allowed in if they were prostitutes, and they would spend their fucking money, they would get hammered, they'd come home, rape their wife, beat their wife, didn't matter, you couldn't call the police for shit like that back then. And women eventually stood up for themselves and started literally going in and trashing 
these fucking saloons. Right. Yeah. And it's just like any other movement that eventually it got co-opted. That'd be a good movie, by the way. Oh, yeah. Like the Carrie Oce- Nation should – Like the Ocean's yeah. 8, a movie about but Carrie it's Nation. suffragettes busting into saloons and just like flamethrowing the place to the <laughs> yeah, ground. That's like what, a revenge like, movie. Stop yeah. fucking beating your wives, assholes. That's yeah. what <laughs> Carrie Nation literally did. She yeah. went into these saloons that were just crowds mm-hmm. of men – with fucking rocks and bottles and would trash them. <laughs> That's awesome. And right. To the point that there were none in her town. And she was like, oh, I'm just going to go nationwide with this. She was like an imposing figure, too. She yeah. was wow. like kind of a larger woman, kind of like big shoulders, broad shoulders. And so like she would come in and just wreck shop, which I, I enjoy that. Imagine being that feared. Like if I went and wrecked up every Arby's to the point that Arby's corporate is like, yeah, we don't put Arby's in that town anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That's very impressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's well, just going to shit on the beef again. It's pointless. Well, it's, it's true. I mean, that's why community college bathrooms don't have mirrors anymore. They just got um, tagged up all the way and they yeah. just said no more mirrors. Um, just learn helplessness. Use, yeah. Um, I, I think I, I, I agree. I think that, I mean, when you look at, I think we lost sight of the original purpose of alcohol, especially in like early American society, because most of a woman's day was spent like uh, brewing or, or fermenting some sort of drinkable liquid because we didn't have clean water and then also like preparing food and sewing things and then just making sure her eight children didn't all die on farm implements and so (laughs) like it was just a it it was just a very busy day and most of it was spent like just creating a drinkable thing but we've become sort of obsessed with it in our, our culture and in the initial phases it was like you know women it was, yeah, it was a suppression tool, definitely, yeah. for women. And cheap calories for the middle class and poor. Or you see that right. all throughout history is like, there's a phase of societal growth where everyone's drunk all the time because it's like you figured out how to make alcohol. Uh, everyone is doing it. There's no social taboo and it like keeps you full cheaply all day while yeah. you're doing your shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's literally Beer. physically addictive. And it, it <laughs> wasn't a perfect thing. And it did get like the, there was. There were two different factions of it. There was the Anti-Saloon League, which that was the men. ASL. Right. And when they came in and took over, it became a really political thing that was almost corrupt, as corrupt as the saloon system they were fighting against. But up to that point, like it was – there were legitimate reasons for doing it. A lot of the things we associate with it weren't as bad as we make them out to be, like crime. Mm-hmm. Crime had been rising steadily up to that point, and then it kind of leveled out during Prohibition. Do you there not were- believe the like old historical tale that Prohibition spawned organized crime? Organized in its modern sense. Organized crime. No, it, was, it was out. Here. He's like, there is no organized crime. <laughs> yeah. No more questions about this. <laughs> yeah. Organized crime was a thing before this. Like, okay. right. like if you look into the even bootleggers in the South, a lot of them were like printing counterfeit money and shit. Before that, that like, like that black market existed, obviously, but that was also in a lot of ways kind of not the worst thing because it allowed a lot of people who had been very poor up to that point. Now the government's not so not allowing alcohol to be mass produced. They started making alcohol and there were a lot of poor people who benefited a whole lot from that. And the risk you ran, like, the difference between that and drug prohibition now is it wasn't used as a tool for mass incarceration. Mm. If you were a bootlegger, you ran the risk of the police busting you, taking you to court, and you had to pay a fine 
that you could totally or bribe them. I mean, they're pretty corrupt at yeah, that time. Either right. that or pay the fine because you can afford it because yeah. you're a fucking bootlegger. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about like the moralization aspect of it? Because they definitely hid behind like the church as well. There were factions of the yeah. feminist, you know, portion of that that were definitely more Christian leaning and, I feel and like, pushing it yeah. as a Christian identity sort of thing. So it doesn't really serve feminism in that sense. Right. It feels and, like there's also, yeah, it's also kind of a period though where you can leverage the church to get force behind a movement i feel like it was kind of a strategic yeah. thing you know it it became a wedge issue and it was yeah. it was a wedge issue that we probably did need to worry about and do something about but it just got so out of hand and right. co-opted by so many other people for so many different means that it kind of went awry but what what really bothers me about it is in all my memory of what i've learned about prohibition it's the women who started it who are kind of painted as the villains. The villains, yeah. Like they're this puritanical mm. force that Too just tight to let people drink is kind yeah. of even in like history textbooks, that's how they come off. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. You're either a prude or a slut. Then right. they were and Ken they were Burns. like or I remember when I heard this story <laughs> in history, it was cast as like then these really churchy ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Really churchy ladies who were which caused the mafia to form. That's the simple story yeah. I learned. Yeah. I took a really excellent women's history class at Long Beach uh, City College taught by uh, Professor Fairbanks, who she had a um, she had a class down in um, uh, she also taught at Chapman okay. and she wrote both the books and and never once when you're discussing. I think the only thing we came close to like villainizing is there are definitely women throughout history where uh, as women's rights have, you know, we've attempted to do certain things like, hey, quit beating us, mm-hmm. you know, like uh so that kind of thing. But um, there have also been women who openly detract from the movement. The, uh, right, you know, basically all them ladies hanging out around the, the uh, Trump yeah. organization. They're sort of they, those women have always existed throughout history. We never kind of talk about that. We're like, oh. but, yeah, but it was a I think I think everybody should have to take like a straight up women's history course because you will learn. Of course, you will. Yeah. You will learn a different side to like the prohibition story, for example. That's like. Yeah. 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 And without them, women probably don't get the right to vote when they do, which happened around the same time as Prohibition. They were fighting for things like raising the uh, age of consent for sex from 10 to 16. It was fucking 10. 10. 10. That's unfortunate. So, yeah, it's like I and I'm not arguing that it's a thing we should try now because it would just turn into a way to fill private prisons. But yeah. Back then, like yeah. if you there's this uh, there's a Ken Burns documentary about it on Netflix. Another thing I never realized about alcohol prohibition is it was a lot like medical marijuana in California before it was recreational, where mm. technically you couldn't have it unless you had a medical reason. But back then, just like we had in California and still have now. There are all these doctors who you could show up and be like, eh? you know, man, I don't like the Cleveland Browns. And they'd be like, you Rome. need some alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a prescription. My liver's working too good. Do yeah. You, you got anything for that? I'm, I'm peeing too well. I need to. And so it wasn't like no one could drink. Yeah. And they didn't criminalize the act of drinking or possessing alcohol. So it wasn't a thing where they were just sweeping oh. people up and putting them in prison for drinking. You could drink. You just couldn't manufacture it and sell it. And even if you did and you got caught, you'd probably get a fine. So it wasn't as 
crazy is they basically what they I think one of the motivations was a sort of punishment against Germany because World War One had just happened. Yeah. And a lot of this saloon system was run by a lot of German brewers like these like companies yeah. like Schlitz would just put saloons all over the place. And then these saloons became places where like political messages would get spread mm. oh, and people right. would network and eventually the United States, what happened, those saloons felt like the U.S. was so dependent on their tax dollars that they could just do whatever they wanted. And then the U.S. imposed an income tax and they were like, oh, shit, they don't <laughs> right. need our tax money anymore. And sure enough, the U.S. was like, we don't. So if anything, prohibition just got those saloons, hmm. which which were being run by arguably one of the worst regimes in history. Uh, top two, if we're talking German regimes. Yeah. <laughs> at least top two. Yeah. So I just I th after studying up on it, I just think prohibition wasn't as bad as we make it out to be. Well, it, and it is interesting thinking of it as a time when just nobody was really going to jail for it. Like we're like you say, we're in such a modern time where theoretically maybe you'd think about doing alcohol prohibition, but it would just fill prisons. So right. it's a terrible idea. Right. Uh, so we we would arrest people for drinking. Yeah. Which they didn't do back And then. only the particular kinds of people we want to arrest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, that was one of the arguments against prohibition was a lot of it was uh, progressive types who were like, uh, alcohol is just being used to oppress immigrants. And a lot of immigrants were like, no, we want to drink. Like, we, <laughs> yeah. like, take it easy. Like, we don't. We, we were making this before you got here, yeah. actually. Like, because uh, alcohol is yeah. a part of a lot of traditions yeah. and customs mm -hmm. and things. And, like, people yeah. wanted to drink. Yeah. Y'all didn't invent tequila. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> so, to some extent, it was that. It was yeah. progressives thinking they know what was best for everyone. But I don't know. Wasn't yeah. as misguided as it seemed. Seem like people were trying to like evolve a little bit. Like, let's yeah. And I do think women should be much more aggressive. And, you know, society's really done a good job like suppressing like aggressive female ideas and like organizations and stuff. And I, I do think we might just have to like beat a few dudes in the street just to like get a point across. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Go, <laughs> like, go ruin a sport. It's going to take some martial arts. I don't yeah. know why I'm surprised yeah. that 50, 80 years ago or whatever when. A bunch of dudes uh, described a bunch of women as like, well, they're pushy and uptight. It didn't occur to me that I'm like, well, they're probably sexist. They're all dudes yeah. in their 20s. <laughs> That's yeah. probably just their perception. <laughs> like, how oh, dare they leave the house? But like if a bunch of women just like ruined a Buffalo Wild Wings in their town, like that would send a I'd point. I <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, quit beating Karen. Yeah. And then That's when just... that problem would be impacting me personally. Right, right. <laughs> like, oh, now it's at my door. You're fucking up a Buffalo Wild Wings? Come on. They even ruined the weck. The whack. <laughs> People don't talk about the reference. Yeah. <laughs> In Wisconsin, it's Buffalo Wild Wings and Weck. Weck? BW3. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Weck. Some uh, kind of German, German bread. bread. Yeah. It's oh. yeah. Really good. Okay. It is good. Uh, all right. Should we get to a couple of listener yes. opinions? We'll get to at least one. But uh, here we go. You know, <laughs> it's a big world out there. It's easy to feel like the things you say don't even matter. I want you to know that's not true. That's why we call this segment Your Voice Matters, where we read your stupid fucking comments and opinions <laughs> from the past few shows and respond to them personally. <laughs> personally. You'll we'll die and be forgotten, you. as will we all. 
I'm listening to you, but I'm also disassociating from your ideas. Fade it out, Brett. <laughs> oh, that was tender. All right. Tender. Uh, this comes what? from this this dude sent us an audio file of how to pronounce his name. What? Let's hear it. Tin Pogledic. I still can't what? pronounce it. Tin Pogledic. It's also very not unlike how it's spelled. Tin, Tin Pogledic. Pogledic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Tin Pogledic. Hi, Tin. Hi, Tin. Hi, Tin. Hi, Tin Vogue. Tin. Tin Vogue. Tin Vogue. This is his unpopular opinion. Wow. We shouldn't force dogs to live indoors. Dogs need plenty of room to do their daily runs, i.e. to exercise and enjoy the benefits of the outdoors, sunlight, uh, fresh air, etc. All right, take it down a notch, teen. You're getting aggressive here. Sure. <laughs> not all dog breeds have the same need for physical exercise, but I think that forcing a dog, especially a large one, to live indoors is harmful for the dog's development. Taking a dog for a walk is not the same as letting the good boy or girl dictate her own level of physical activity, which they can't do if they don't really have constant access to an area in which they can run as much as they desire. Sunny greetings from Croatia. I bet it's not really sunny there. I was just going to say, a lot of it is. It, do humans <laughs> have that freedom in Croatia? <laughs> uh, here's the thing. That is, it sounds good in theory, right? but that's going to drastically reduce the number of dogs that can be taken into homes. Yeah. Which will result in your good boys and girls being killed. Right. Well, that's the trade-off. All kinds of cats are constantly killed by coyotes around here, and Mm. they don't completely die out. Because also at the same time, the wild dogs and cats aren't being neutered, and they produce offspring constantly. There's a lot of good and bad on both sides. It depends whether you think we should impose human morality on a dog, right? Because, like, taking a dog into a house also makes sure its life will be longer, more pleasant. Mm -hmm. It will be more human-like, like, like more civilized. If it's in the wild, it's going to be... It'll possess fewer parasites? Raping or being raped, because that's, like, how coupling of dogs works in the (laughs) wild. So it's like, do we say, well, that's awful to us, so let's remove that from your behavior pattern? I don't know. And if we're not talking about in the wild, if you're just saying, well, they need a yard to run around in. Yeah, I think he's talking about, like, dogs that are people's pets, right? Well, I think he's saying no one's allowed to own a dog. They just live wherever they live. Oh, Which well, I've been I, to some places well, in the world where that's the case. Yeah, But he said you. without access to an area where they can run around, which implies okay, if right. you have a yard, you can have a dog. Which, get that elitist shit out of here. What? Like kids who live in apartments should yeah. be able to have dogs. I actually, I have, I have an earnest question. Fourteen, if he wants to write in, uh, I, I'm curious whether he lives in rural or urban Croatia. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> my, because my mom grew up in Iowa, and especially older people in her family would, Let they the would not bring him. the dog inside. Like the house is Ever. not for the dog. The dog is, is an animal. Animals go outside like our farm animals. That's yeah. not, they just live in a dog house outside. They hang out outside. That's how it goes. Also, they didn't like own cats. There would just be loose herds of cats and you could <laughs> hang out with them if you wanted that's, to. Yeah. That's that's how cats but they worked. won't live as long as indoor cats and you just accept yeah. that that's the case because they live yeah, out yeah. in the world. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think he's thinking like we should do farm policy for dogs. I'll tell you when you're in is, you know, New York City and you do see like a husky come out of a 20s 
three-story apartment building and just pee, and then the owner drags them back in. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. Like, it feels yeah. like they shouldn't be allowed to have that dog, or there should be a limit on the size. Well, there's also yeah. – so so there's a thing that happens in Latino communities where they just, like, let their animals roam. And um, same thing is true in, in farming yeah. communities. Yeah. And so um, I've been chased by dogs. Have you been chased by dogs? That's <laughs> no, a rough I, day. Yeah. When you get chased by a dog no, that's, that's just like, like it, changes, it changes your policy it, on feral dogs roaming around. Truly does. <laughs> truly does. But my parents just like let our dogs run around because they were working dogs. So like when I see oh, yeah. when I see an Australian Shepherd, especially because that's what we had, I know how much energy they have and they require a tremendous amount of like running it off. Um, yeah, but but yeah. on the on the same token, like my mom was like she liked having animals indoors, and that's why like the Latino part of our family never visited when we were all living together because mm. my uh, because we had dogs and cats inside and they couldn't <laughs> wrap their head like, around. We can't live yeah. in a barn. It's a different yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, they were like ah, they couldn't wrap their heads around it. Um, but yeah, I. I, I don't know. I, I think animals should – I think the, the onus is on the owner to exercise the animal as um, as much as possible. You know? yeah. Yeah, as, as, yeah, especially dogs. But know, I think totally. we've already like screwed up the way the world is shaped and constructed already too much to be like – if we free all the dogs, it'll just be like nature was. Yeah. Because like I was in – Slow uh, kids are going to just get fucking attacked yeah. by dogs on their way yeah. home. I've been bitten by like three random dogs. I was at uh, <laughs> Lake Atitlan in no Guatemala. Good. So good. On an unfortunate day and in that town, they – have like once a year the dogs so i think this is the reality you'll get teen the stray dogs get so plentiful so like i was there for a couple days and it was really cute because the town would have dogs that walk around like like they're citizens you know yeah dog mayor and then but we were also (laughs) there unfortunately on the day where he's like yeah this is the time of the year where there's too many dogs and we just strew poison meat all over the streets <gasps> so like don't eat anything off the streets tonight we'll clear all the dead dogs what? and tomorrow the town will be normal again and they're like we literally have to do that or giant herds of dogs will chase people and they have to them. they have to yeah. call the yeah. dogs yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the thing about wild like that's what we have to do with deer they never yeah. stop fucking yeah. and making more of themselves yeah. it's all they do we they, have to kill deer <laughs> like we don't have fucking a choice love it yeah yeah, if we don't kill them with guns, we'll just kill them with our cars constantly. <laughs> right. Nope. And they will kill us back. They can't shoot back. <laughs> and your yeah. average deal will be starving yeah. and insane. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. If you're a deer, stop listening to this show. You don't get to have it, you jerk. I know. This is a very meat-heavy podcast. I just want to say, if you're vegetarian yeah, or vegan dear. or like a pita person, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you're a PETA person, though, fuck you and your wacky stunts. I'm sick of PETA's bullshit. And your weird nudity I'm billboards. I'm pro-animal rights, but Jesus Christ. Yeah, quit giving me a boner and also showing you, me gross yeah. food. You're not yeah. fucking Geico. Someone's throwing Eric. animal blood on their computer right now. No. <laughs> no one listens Pods to these on murder. their computer. <laughs> they don't. Casts are murder. Uh, all right. Let's get to this one last opinion, then we'll get out of here. Hi, Adam. I just want to say I love the show. Hey, thanks. My unpopular opinion is that we should get rid of all bills over $10. As someone who worked as a cashier for three and a half years, there were a few things as gross to me as taking cash. 
People put bills in their bras and shoes, pick it up off the ground. Ass pennies, baby. And all sorts of other gross things, and nobody thinks to wash money. Then they hand it to a cashier like it's no big deal. I'm convinced that we could significantly reduce the number of flu cases every year if we just stopped using cash. We should keep some cash just so that people can secretly buy gifts or drugs. But otherwise, we should be using debit cards and credit cards. Thank you, Victoria. Wow. Uh, I think I think we do need to be able to con- conceptualize money. I think, but I mean, I, I feel for you, baby, because I know you got 3,000 colds. And every time somebody gave you a wet titty bill, you were like, uh, oh, God. I will. If I have to hand somebody a wet titty bill, and I have had to, when you do that, you apologize. You hand it to them and you say, I'm sorry, it's a little bit sweaty. Or take it out ahead of time so they at least don't know why it's sweaty. Yeah, put it in your yeah. pocket. Maybe it's just pocket yeah. sweaty. I'd rather not- know where it came from than know it was sweaty and not know where it came from. What crevice? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Because then you might have to smell it, try and figure it out. Yeah, is this titty sweat, ass sweat? What are we working with here? I need to know. It's just so specific. Yeah, I think. I think. I mean, I will probably all go to electronic money. So I spend. I spend. What's the point of doing this? That's true. (laughs) We're gonna be all digital so soon. Just wait a couple weeks. (laughs) And the 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 big denominations aren't really driving it either. Like I get the twenties are popular, but I would just take a bunch of tens from an ATM if I had to, and operate the same. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't I, change my. I, I still do, do you lick carry every cash? bill. <laughs> I do carry cash. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I never think to. I never do either. I carry yeah. cash because LA still has places that will randomly. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, cash only. Fuck. Because oh, yeah. you're a cute little restaurant boutique or True. whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is annoying. I do want to fight a restaurant that only takes card, like Sweet Greens. I oh. want to punch the register <laughs> yeah. right in the but face. But that's every sort time. of. That's an adaptation thing, right? Like, it will suck, and we will think it's stupid because we grew up straddling the line. But society is destined to move on to only taking cards eventually, <gasps> yeah, isn't yeah. it? That's I, I think and ten- we'll just have to be like, you know, back in my day, but who cares? Just <laughs> another way to make life terrible for poor people. How fucked up was the Harriet Tubman True. thing, though, if we are going to commemorate? Oh, like, that is- I wanted that to beat the buzzer before we stopped using money. You're <laughs> right. They will decommission money before they actually get that Harriet Tubman bill out. Definitely. <laughs> I think yeah. that's, yeah, Trump is back there like, that's it. Kill money. We We're done get, with money. We got to get rid of money. <laughs> yeah. we gotta get, it's a, she's not pretty. It would be fine if Ivanka was yeah. on there, but not not that she's – I mean, why would you put her on a thing? Also, sp- since we talked about Carrie Nation, uh, Harriet Tubman, if you just know the basic story, she's still like an amazing hero. But read a biography. I just read a Harriet Tubman biography and she is also like an extreme badass, like yeah. a tracker and fights dudes with branches yeah. and shit. Amazing. Should be a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least should be on our money. Or the $20 bill over yeah. Andrew fucking Jackson. <laughs> our, like the Hitleriest um, president we've ever had. And I say that in the present day. <laughs> I, uh, I, I do think a $10 bill uh, cap would uh, eventually move us toward uh, the metric system because it'll make everybody think in base 10. I'd like that. Yeah. Oh. And pennies should be gone by now, right? Why yeah. are there still pennies? Round to get, everything to, to two. To get stuck in, to your, five, I mean. in your vacuum cleaner. That's the only reason. <laughs> yeah. And so people, I know a person from New Jersey that when he gets mad, he throws, he keeps pennies in his car to throw them into other cars. 
Nice. Traffic. That won't get him shot That's, in New Jersey at any yeah. point. No, but he Best lives here world. in L.A. Oh, definitely not then. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, fine. I know. Where I does know. he usually drive and how do I avoid he, it? He lives, <laughs> he lives in West Hollywood. Okay, so I think you're fine. I mean, okay, I'm fine. I haven't had any run-ins. But uh, yeah, there's definitely a garbage Jersey human just like throwing pennies at people, <laughs> which is uh, pretty upsetting. I feel like. That's crazy. I know, right? <laughs> I feel like as long as Republicans are in power, we will never be a completely cashless society just because of the dirty deals done the, dirt cheap and the bible stuff like the yeah the, uh, antichrist you... cashless society oh it's not gonna be really it's woven into the bible is that, that a cashless society is one of capitalism the, can save the, us? the marks of the antichrist one of them is oh yeah a cashless society because you know you're going in the wrong uh, direction when society no longer finally needs money the thing that destroys right. everything always yeah. no we'd still have money it would just be you wouldn't be able to why are but humans so obsessed with like capitalism and acquisition of things what unfettered always there's a there was an island culture where you had a stone, giant stone wheel outside your house. It was like two tons, and you'd carve into it. You'd just update the spreadsheet with what you <gasps> had, and everyone just trusts you. It was not QuickBooks <laughs> is what that was. Yeah. <laughs> but like, as long as it's an in Sumeria, they do the markings on the urns. It's like it's just a shared symbol of a thing. Why would it matter if it's just just because the Bible says, right? Right. Just randomly, the Bible says, so that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, Fucking... yeah it's one yeah. of the marks. Is... Is the word cashless in the Bible? Wouldn't that be I don't so know if the funny. word – you've never heard this? That, no, I've that's never gonna, heard it. That's going to be that one of the – That doesn't sound like a bible word to me. You're a Catholic. <laughs> tell us. Are you even – I don't – I think you were just saying I'm that. not. I'm not practicing. <laughs> okay. I grew up with uh, uh, Lapsed Catholic. Yeah. Uh, as, as so many are. A doomed um, soul, in other words. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I, I don't know about that specific Bible thing. I, that does seem like something that would be in Revelation – uh, or they yeah. just decided it's in Revelation. There's a lot of that going on too. Yeah, but Man. I don't know. I think they also just oppose a lot of forward-looking stuff just because it's forward-looking. Like it's a reflex, you know. Yeah, yeah. Do you think there's anything to the idea that if we were a cashless society, it would just be easier for the government to track us and? Yeah, it would be some ghost yeah. in the shell shit. Like they'd yeah. be able to know exactly. They already yeah. know exactly what we spend and how we spend it. My bank sends me a spreadsheet every week of, or like every month of like how I'm spending my money and if I earned enough in that month or whatever. It's like a little pie chart because I think U.S. Bank thinks I'm stupid. Um, <laughs> so, but like I, it's definitely like they already can track our movements by the way we spend, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. If we were to be entirely off the grid, we would have to go, we would have to maintain cash. And I had my identity stolen for uh, twice. It's a long story, but I had my identity stolen twice, once when I was 23, and then once again when I was 27. Um, don't worry, the issues have resolved themselves because there was a lawsuit on the second one, and that actually fixed the first one. So yay, two nice. wrongs, two make away. But for a while, I actually, I couldn't have any credit at all. So I did work a lot in cash. And, and so for, until they can secure our financial system and secure the information, like, system our identities i think that there's still probably a necessity for cash also immigrants work cash only a lot so i think i've yeah. i've switched opinions i was like yes i'm for it and now i'm like wait a minute we still need we still need that paper garbage yeah, covered gonna... in titty sweat titty sweat paper <laughs> we still need it i'm sorry guys titty sweat money yeah if they get rid of cash it's going to be by far the hardest on the most vulnerable people absolutely so it's, it's, uh, it's probably something we should keep like you have to have an address to have cards yep. yeah not everybody has an address that often 
Yeah, so truth. Yeah, truth. Okay, yeah. I found how they connected, which Comedians is kind would of suffer interesting. Greatly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And at Revelations thirteen seventeen, and the beast causes all the small and the great and the rich and the poor and the free men and the slaves to be given a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and he provideth that no one will be able to buy or sell except the one who has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of his name, which is six six six. So apparently. Whoa. Uh, six 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 is gonna be like the password you use to access your blockchain money, and that's yeah. how like well, the, th- the forces of evil will control us. Is we can only access money through them, so that's why we can't lose physical money. Right? Okay. I don't agree, but you know, <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it's a thing from the Bible, so it's obviously not. Right. But it brings up one hundred percent applicable. But also, the Bible is. I think more metaphors than definitely yeah, give it credit for. But if the, that concern is translated, I'm like, I did never think of that. And it is a good point, which is if we all eventually just had Microsoft money, that could go very wrong too. You know, yeah. like the yeah. people and you, you're consolidating who has power over your, everyone's money and everyone's money is just a number saved on a computer only. Yeah. And I, I think like uh, the, there's two things. If you're listening to this and you are, um, listen to all the unpops things, but I am going to shout out another network just for a second. They did, uh, sorry, <gasps> 60 L- minutes. Sorry. LPN, uh, did a, uh, last podcast network did a revelations, uh, two part episode where they actually talked a lot about how most of the stuff in revelations which is propaganda against other factions of judaism and like people in the government so they were they were basically it was it was just uh fake news if if you will it was like but the rest to, is it was real, slander right? it was slandering <laughs> the it Noah was, shit yeah 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 now. but like just to kind of give some context so they were definitely trying to um they were calling out specific people in power mm-hmm. uh through like shade basically it was well like the next quote shade. was about um moving the people of gog towards the dark fortress of mugog and i i was like man revelations yeah. is some lord of the rings shit it's truly yeah i want to see right. passion of the christ sequel but that's the revelations dramatized that would be kind of awesome yeah it's also it's also fun that Somebody read that line at the time, and they were like, "Hey, I'm Mugog. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> don't move Gog against me." <laughs> what are you talking? It was like Mugog was like the Silver Lake neighborhood. Right. Of like, yeah, uh, Mugog's been totally gentrified. Hey, Mugog's still cool. Uh, oh shit. Um, I was gonna say something else, but it's gone, so it probably wasn't that important. But uh, but yeah, I I don't know. I'm done. Yeah, we should probably wrap it up anyway. We're Fuck over it. an hour now. Revelations is coming anytime. Yeah. We got to get ready to get raptured. That's optimistic of me. Yeah, no more money. We're all going to heaven. Rapture. Can't wait. I'm not going. I know me. Oh, you'll go. Fine. You'll go and you'll like it. Okay, fine. Uh, What do we have to plug before we get out of here? Come to our backyard show. July 6th. Anna, are you on the? Do you want to do the backyard show? You I in- might actually be back in town by then. If yes. you're in town, come out. I would fucking love it. We just added Anna Valens Whalen to our backyard show. Yes, oh. I've been loving those flyers. I was like, I looked at the flyer and I was like, this is going to be a lot of fun. And FOMO. As so you announced recently, uh, all neighborhood dogs will have free access to the yard because yeah. they need a place to run around. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be packed with They'll dogs. They'll be chasing Anna. <gasps> oh, no. I've been heckled by too many dogs to call myself a professional comedian, by the way. <laughs> it's The show is July 6th. It's yes. at Chet Wilde's house. We're doing Shout out. a live episode of Unpopular Opinion that will be our 300th episode. How about that <gasps> shit? Nice. Uh, there will be comedy. We'll be doing new metal trivia with me, Andy Sell, and Travis Clark. 
your hosts of Pod the Life, a podcast about corn, available now. <laughs> uh, and uh, there will be lots and lots of comedy, uh, music from countless thousands. And we're going to feed you and give you food. So much fun. Like the fire Festival, if it worked. Uh, <laughs> you get to sleep at Chet's. Uh, it, 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 unpopsfoodparty.eventbrite.com. Go check that out. I'm really excited. I'm going to bring an inflatable mattress and just like fucking yeah. chill out on the grass. Yeah, the dogs, you can all... The dogs will tear that up immediately. You can hear them coming now. <laughs> yeah, they're coming now. <laughs> Save me! They heard Save air mattress. Me. They're no. like, air mattress. Oh my God. <laughs> Anna, what do you have desire. to plug? Uh, please listen to the Brouhaha podcast on Unpops Network and then also listen to uh, 12 Questions... I want to book you for a 12 questions. Let's I do it. I can come here to you if you want me to. Um, but yes, I would, I would love uh, to do that. Um, also, what was I going to say? I'm going to be in, when does this come out? This comes out Monday. Monday? Great. Monday. Uh, by Monday, I will be in Denver, Colorado. Uh, I'll be in Loveland. Then I'll be in Denver. Um, I think I'm headlining a sushi bar. Uh, so come out. Hang out in Colorado. Come say hi. I'll give you a big fat hug. Nice. Oh, how the person who gets sushi thrown into their, mar- their mouth has become the person who throws sushi <laughs> <Yes>! into others. <laughs> that was too hard to say. Alex, what do you got to plug? Uh, listen, listen to the Cracked Podcast. Yeah. And uh, and then also I'm going to be, let's see if this is at Monday, I'm going to be on a show Friday, July 19th at Stories Cafe. It's called Difficult to Name. It's a reading series for like prose comedy uh, that's got a great lineup. I'm really excited for it. Wait, are you going to be here July 6th? No. God damn it. Sorry. Swain, what do you have to plug? Alex oh, doesn't like God. me anymore. <laughs> Sorry. This is hard now. Um, I continue uh, my comedic work under the name Small Beans now, and we do lots and lots of podcasts. And because they're much harder to do less frequently, we release videos. But we have a few series under our belt at this point. You can find everything we do by searching Small Beans on your podcasting thing or at patreon.com slash small beans if you want to see the videos as well. Fuck yeah. All right, let's get out of here. Anna, say goodbye. Bye. Alex, say goodbye. Goodbye. Swain, say goodbye. <laughs> we are being poisoned by nostalgia. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bye.